providing you with the tools, knowledge, skills, and power to advance your career, grow your business, and build a better future for your community. We are the Tourism Academy, and welcome to Business Class. Heather Bean Egan, tourism professional and one of the hosts of the 2022 ABA Marketplace in Grapevine, Texas. Heather and I have known each other for years. This is one of the first chances we've actually had to sit down and chit chat uh, without the pressure of a trade show floor right behind us. So sit back, relax, and have a good time with us here today in business class. Heather, welcome to Business Class, the Tourism Academy's podcast where we talk to people who are making their living and uh, making a difference here in the tourism industry. I've known you for quite some time now. Yeah, and, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do any math on that <laughs> because say, I tried. We don't have to. <laughs> no, I tried convincing my niece that I'm 29. <laughs> she didn't buy it. <laughs> I do every time I go to my hairstylist. That's what I tell them to just keep me looking 29. I'm not sure it's quite working still, but I might be way past that. But I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here for the math. That's all I know. Yeah. So. How did you end up getting your start in tourism? Well, uh, it's kind of funny. I had no idea about this industry. Uh, I, uh, in back in college, I went to Wichita State, so I'm a Wichita, Kansas girl. And my cheerleading coach, one of my cheerleading coach coaches, was the vice president of the Wichita Convention and Visitors Bureau. And I had no idea. Anytime I needed to reach him, I called the city of Wichita and they would say, no, you need to call him over here. <laughs> He's with the Convention and Visitors Bureau. And I'm like, what is that? Uh, but what I noticed during my college career was he knew everybody. Everybody in Wichita seemed to know him. Uh, when we would have events or go places, everybody knew David Eads. And uh, so... At my senior year of college, I, funny, um, I was actually an accounting intern at the time. I did change that uh, major my last year, <laughs> but uh, uh, I thought, well, I need to get some experience in bookkeeping. And I was like, David knows everybody. So I asked him and he said, actually, we need an accountant at the Convention and Visitors Bureau. So why don't you come to work for me? And so I did all the accounts payable, the receivable, I did the monthly expenses, um, so did all that. And about a year later, their CEO called me into their office and their tourism sales manager was leaving. And he said, you know, hey, we have this open position. Would you be interested? And I'm like, well, yeah, she went to Disney World last year because I handled her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I want that job. <laughs> so, and, uh, so I really just kind of learned as I went. But through cheerleading, of course, that had allowed me in high school as an All-American cheerleader and then, of course, college to travel on my own. I got to go to New York for the Macy's Day Parade and to Hawaii. And, of course, college, we went to Daytona. And I really kind of got that travel bug already. And so to be able to go into a career that allowed me to do that and to get to meet people and to be social like that was um, a really good fit. You know, it, it's funny. There are so, a lot of us, I think, kind of stepped into it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, 
myself, I'm one of them. I was waiting okay. tables at a restaurant and they needed a sales manager. Yeah. Like, of course I'll do it. Why not? I think a lot has changed because, um, you know, back in our day, <laughs> you didn't have the hospitality tourism programs that you have now in college. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up with a business administration degree. And, uh, but I think if you have the right uh, personality in this industry, you can do very well. So what's something you wish you knew when you got started? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I think, you know, when you first get started, it's scary to reach out to people the first time. It's scary to pick up the phone. Uh, there's that fear of rejection. And uh, I think you learn later on that, you know, they actually, tour operators and travel agents, they actually do enjoy hearing from us. And if even sometimes they may be too busy uh, to talk to us, but that doesn't mean they don't want to talk to us. And so along the way, I've learned you know, just because I don't get a response that first time, follow up in a couple months or follow up again. And, you know, if you follow up a few times, uh, you know, eventually I normally get that response and I end up building a relationship and a friendship. And uh, lots, lots of times you will get that business, but not to be so intimidated by the whole process because it is very intimidating in the beginning. I can see that. And, um, you know, when you realize that you've made a friend in the industry, mm -hmm. particularly if you're in sales and it's somebody on the buyer side, um, I know that that's a, that's a pretty good feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, what would you say has been one of your, your most proud moment while working in tourism? Oh gosh, I have so many of them, to be honest. Um, I'll line them up. We can run through them. We got time. I know. <laughs> well, are you talking specifically like friendship or relationship-wise or over something that I have done? Yeah, uh, something you've done, <laughs> something you, you yeah. felt really proud that you accomplished. I think one of my proudest was probably hosting the um, ABA Marketplace the second time, around 2012. So I've actually hosted it twice. I'll host it again in January, so three times coming up. But uh, that second time around, 2012, was just, you know, at that point, I'd been in the industry quite a while. Uh, we had just such a great conference to have so many people, you know, to see how much fun everybody had and how uh, people enjoyed the events and to hear people talking about them. And then to be able to go to conferences now and still hear people say, Oh my gosh, that event at Cowboys Stadium in Grapevine, or were you there in Grapevine? And those moments really make me feel really proud that I can I was able to create that in my industry and things that people still talk about. Uh, and to just to have built, you know, people recognize me as Grapevine or Miss Grapevine. So uh, from being able to do those things, so that's definitely one of the big ones. I'd say one of the one of the things that drew you into the tourism sales job is that the previous person got to go to Disney World? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it safe to say that you yourself enjoy traveling? Or is it now um, just a function of work? I do still enjoy traveling. Um, it is definitely not as glamorous as everybody thinks it is who is not in our industry. <laughs> um, you know, of course, we hear all the time, oh, you party for a living, or, you know, there she goes again, or on vacation, or whatever. 
And it's not that way at all, as you know. I mean, we get on a plane, we get there, we go to the hotel, we have conferences, um, and then we normally get on a plane and come home. So it's not like we're getting to sightsee as much. I am trying to make a better effort to add on a day or two um, in the years, especially post-COVID. I think we really miss it. And to not uh, let those moments, you know, because you look back and go, man, I was here, I should have taken an extra day or two to, you know, explore a little bit more. So I'm trying to make that a priority moving forward. But I still, there's just that feeling of getting on a plane. Um, I've always enjoyed that excitement and staying in a hotel. And uh, especially now, it feels kind of good to be able to get back out there again. And to get to see everyone and all of our friends that are in the industry. It's always fun to come together at these conferences. You know, I I visited one of the major Orlando theme parks not too long ago. And it was, you know, shortly after they'd reopened. And I went with a friend who had never been. And I said, look around. Like we we can count on, on two hands the number of people that we see from where we're standing in this wow. major theme park. I'm like, the only time I've ever experienced that is a private event. Yeah. <laughs> we do get we a little look. spoiled. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, there's a line. Uh, I'm not sure I want to do that. I know. My husband will um, laugh because uh, his, uh, well, his ex actually took his son to Disney World a few, several years ago. And I was like, oh, I don't do Disney unless it's a private event because <laughs> I don't want to wait in the lines. And uh, of course, well, now post, you know, we had COVID, we were all stuck at home. I was in Orlando a couple of, well, about a month ago. And I was like, oh, I'm going to spend an extra day. I'm going to go to Disney. And my husband's like, really? <laughs> and then I couldn't even get tickets to Disney because it's so difficult to get right now. So Next time. <laughs> Next time. That's funny. Uh, what's been your favorite, your favorite trip? What's been your favorite destination that you visited? You know, I aside I, from Grapevine because yes, you love that enough, you made it home. <laughs> yes. You know, I um, honestly I cannot say. I mean, people ask me all the time, "What's your favorite destination? What's your favorite place?" I have found every single place I've ever visited has something unique about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a big city, you know, like Boston, New York, L.A., of course, um, going to like Anchorage, Alaska, uh, you know, even Rapid City. I mean, places like that, you always find, especially in our industry, you find these things that are so unique and you even go, you know, that was really fun. That was really cool. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I've gotten to travel internationally quite a bit. And we have uh, three sister cities here in Grapevine that I've had the opportunity to work with. And I loved visiting all of them. And part of it was the people. Um, Paris de la Fuente, Mexico is home of the oldest winery and just wonderful people down there, uh, kind of a small town. And then Krems, Austria is right on the Danube near Vienna, uh, big wine country. I love the wine country. And uh, West Lothian, Scotland, it's just a fun, very medieval looking, you know, the brick and stone everywhere. So uh, I really can't choose a favorite. There's every place 
I love going everywhere. I've got uh, my goal is to hit all 50 states and I've got maybe six or seven left to visit. So which which one is next on your list that that hasn't been visited yet? Oh, you know, I'm not sure which one's going to be next on my list. Um, I have Montana is up there in Idaho. And then I've got those northeastern states. Um, <laughs> the little ones. In the yeah, top. the little ones up north. So I really want to kind of do those and do a road trip up there. And then, of course, I think the one that's going to be last, and this is not an insult to North Dakota at all, but I heard that if uh, in North Dakota at their visitor center, if you if it's the last state, they have a T-shirt that says, I saved the best for last. So I got to go last and get my T-shirt. Oh, that's so, cute. <laughs> yeah. That's very cute. So, you know, I, while we can't separate or pick apart some of the destinations because they are all unique, and I think one of the... I suppose it's a perk for us is that we tend to know people uh -huh. in the destinations that we're visiting. So um, we get more of a, or we get the sense that we are being hosted by the locals and that we're having that local authentic experience. Um, what has been your favorite travel experience? You know, a travel mm -hmm. memory that has just been a wow for you. Um, you know, Probably being able to take my dad with me to Berlin. He, um, my family background is German and Austrian. And uh, so having worked ITV in Berlin um, several years in a row, one year I just said, you know, why don't you come with me and I'll get you know, a double room. You can stay in my room. You book your flight. And uh, he just loved it. He still talks about that trip. I mean, he talks about the Berliner beers and um, <laughs> walking the city and how great it was. And uh, he was so easy to travel with. Uh, and I can remember, because you know, all of my friends in the industry got to know him. And it was great because he was so laid back. And when we're at these shows, you want to spend time with our, our travel industry friends. So in the evenings, we'd want to go down to the hotel bar, or, you know, we'd get together and my dad would walk in and everyone in the bar would go, dad. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, that was a good memory to be able to give that um, experience to my dad. It was a great opportunity. That is pretty good. So what, now I found that a lot of people have a hard time understanding what a DMO <laughs> is and what a DMO does. You know, how, how would you respond to that? It's, um, well, my job is to promote the destination as a, uh, well, to visitors, to tour and travel, to help make, uh, to help let tour operators and travel agents, and I work with the airlines and everyone, to let them know what Grapevine has available here. So uh, that's probably the best way I know to describe it, is I'm, I'm promoting Grapevine to everyone outside of Grapevine. So my job is I'm sort of an information source. So uh, I don't necessarily sell the packages. I mean, we do have attractions and things on our website, so we do have stuff that we can sell. But my job is to provide the information and the knowledge to let you know what all we can do for you and to help make your tour smooth, you know, uh, to help provide you with all that information so that 
I want to make sure when a tour operator is coming here or brings a tour here, they're putting their trust in me to, uh, uh, to make sure that they're, they don't want to send their clients who trust them. They want to make sure when they get to a destination that they can trust the person who's helping them out, that they are going to have a good experience. Within the destination, I'm sure you get to meet and communicate with a lot of your local partners. When you think of one of those partners having an aha moment, mm -hmm. is there something that comes to mind? Oh, goodness. You know, I'm so fortunate here in Grapevine. Um, I, so I've had several experiences because I've worked several different CVBs, but I spent the most time here in Grapevine. And uh, I will be honest, so going, so I went from Wichita um, to Mobile, which is another beautiful city, you know, great, to Grapevine. While both Wichita and Mobile were a little more, they were membership-based, and it was more of the, what are you doing for me? Because you got that a lot. What are you doing for me? What have you done for me lately? And I got to Grapevine, and my first week on the job, they said, we need you to attend the director of sales meeting, the hotel director of sales meeting. And I'm like, oh, I hate those <laughs> meetings. Please don't make me go. Uh, but I get there and our hotels are, we love Grapevine. We love the CVB. We love everything you do. Uh, and we are, we're very, I think the, here in Grapevine, we're small enough. Uh, our population's only 50,000 here. Uh, we have 20 hotels. So we have the ability to really build good relationships with everybody here. And uh, we communicate often with everyone. And so it's really, it, it's nice to know that I, it makes me feel good. Like just last night, one of our wineries called me and said, you know, hey, uh, we're going to try something new. We're creating a barn dance on Friday nights. It's at uh, Cross Timbers Winery, which is a historic farmhouse. Um, he's like, we're going to start doing Friday night barn dances. I'm wondering if you can help get the word out. And just the fact that he felt comfortable enough to call me on a Thursday evening on my cell phone uh, makes me feel really good. Quick break to tell you about Group Travel Odyssey. Tour operators, do you ever lack quality service and support from your IT provider? Are you tired of entering the same system information over and over? Well, now is your chance to be part of the GTO community. Group Travel Odyssey is software and service that helps you effortlessly manage your group travel marketing, sales, operations, suppliers, and accounting. Visit grouptravelodyssey.com to request a demo so you can personally experience our flexible software and service. Group Travel Odyssey, business without boundaries. Now back to business class with Steve Extra. Have you been to a barn dance? I probably have. It's been a long time, though. I, think, <laughs> I grew up in Kansas, so. <laughs> what's been the best piece of advice you've received? Um, you know, honestly, the best advice that I got was from outside of the industry, but it has served me well, I think, my entire career. And it was from my cheerleading coach in college, um, my the one who wasn't in the industry <laughs> he was actually a business teacher uh, but i remember him telling me in regards to cheerleading you know it's he's like it's a dog eat dog world and he said if you want something don't just expect it to be handed to you he said you have to speak up you have to tell people you want this you have to 
Uh, he's like, because nobody's just going to assume. And don't think just because you're over here working hard and doing a good job that you're going to get recognized for it. And that kind of taught me in this industry to go, um, like when I first came to Grapevine, in, I started here in 2004, and we were hosting ABA in 2007. And that was one of the things I stood up and said, hey, I want to take this on. You know, I know I'm the new girl. I've attended ABA. Um, I would like to be in charge of this. And otherwise, it probably wouldn't have gone to me. It would have been somebody else. Or, so just to, um, to learn to say when there are projects or there's things I want to be or even just stepping up being a director, you know, director of tourism, you know, this is something I want um, and letting people know and working towards it. So I think that was probably one of the most important pieces of advice I ever got. And, and what would you say are maybe two or three initiatives that you're working on now in Grapevine that, you know, really speak to you and speak to, you know, your experience and your passion? Um, so, gosh, of course. And I hope you don't mind Liza joined us. Hi, Liza. <laughs> I, uh, well, of course, we're hosting ABA again in 2012 or 2012, 2022. So, um, yeah. 2012 was last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've got, uh, it's hard to believe. I can't believe we're in the 20s now. I mean, that's just so weird. So uh, we do, we're, that is, that's a huge project and a huge undertaking. So planning the fam tours and the sightseeing tours and the evening event and opening ceremonies. And so a lot of details that go into hosting that conference. Uh, Working, um, of course, uh, with my position, you know, working right now, it's like all of a sudden, I want to say the floodgates open because all the tour companies and tour operators at the same time were like, all right, we're ready to travel again. We're ready to try start planning tours. So I, I'm working with them. I also work with international conventions. So uh, any international association, uh, so trying to get them here to Grapevine. And uh, also next year, I get to host at the Texas Travel Counselors Conference. So all the travel centers that go mm. around the state, they um, they do a conference every year, and that will be in Grapevine. And it's much smaller than ABA, but it's also very detailed because you've got about 100 travel counselors, and you show them every single attraction that any visitor can see in Grapevine in two and a half days. So it's oh, very, uh, it's very detailed and very busy. So there's a lot of details that go into planning that. Do you find when you take a, a trip personally mm -hmm. that you pack a lot into your schedule or do you leave it kind of loose and see what happens? <laughs> I've changed over the years. Uh, when I, when I was, gosh, I hate to say when I was younger, but <laughs> I used to be a very, uh, my husband still thinks I'm a planner, but I used to have every minute planned out like, okay, we're going to do this. And then we're going to have lunch here. And then we're going to go to this museum. We're going to do whatever. And honestly, over the years, I've hit that point where all I really care about is, well, I love like resorts. So I want a pool. But mainly I care about, okay, where's my next meal going to be? Because I, I'm, all about the, I'm all about the food and the restaurants. And uh, where am I going to get a cocktail? And, and I kind of like taking it easy. Uh, 
I'm also not big on the touristy stuff. I kind of like to do what the locals do. I like to go to the local areas and hang out in uh, in those basically that part of town. I want to see what the, do what the locals do. I don't want mm-hmm. to go to Ripley's and you know not that those aren't great places, but I guess we've done that all so much that um, I like to. I want to know what are you doing on a Friday night? You know. <laughs> so if I'm coming to Grapevine next weekend, yeah, what am I doing on the weekend? Definitely hanging out with me on Main Street. Uh, there <laughs> <Ooh>. is, <laughs> hopefully you like music because there's so much live music here in Grapevine. Uh, of course, the winery tasting rooms. And so, yeah, I would say, gosh, you know, uh, maybe Cross Timbers Winery during the day for some live entertainment and uh, going over to Grapevine Main Station and enjoying some entertainment there and probably some of the food at Harvest Hall, their European style food hall, uh, an evening over at Hotel Vin out on the junction. They always have a live band or something going on. So I'm a huge, I love live music. So I enjoy doing all that. Do you play any instruments or sing? I, so I actually, I do play the piano, uh, not very, I don't have a piano anymore, so I probably could only sit down and play two songs But <laughs> at this point. Uh, but I did. That was one of my dad's. My dad is very musical. Um, he plays the guitar and sings. And so one of the rules growing up was we had to take at least two years of piano lessons. And then we had to choose another instrument. So I did the violin, and I hated it. So that didn't last very long. But I did it for my, like, two years required, and then was done. Uh my uh, my husband will tell you that I can sing. I don't get up and I, I don't do karaoke or sing in front of people that often. I will sing in my car, in the shower, in the crowd, <laughs> at home. <laughs> but I do, love to, I do love to belt it out and sing every so often. But I'm not about to do it right here. <laughs> okay. I, no pressure. No pressure. So if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm at my office at 817 410-3561. Fantastic. Thank you. And Thank I you. look forward to seeing you on the road sometime soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see you again. It'll be great. Take care. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks. Take a course. Train your people. Teach what you love. Promote your products. Donate today at tourismacademy.org, a 501c3 nonprofit organization.